Welcome to 360 Conversations Black History Month Takeover. I'm Tamu Thomas, founder of the 360 brand. I have collaborated with some formidable women to honour black women in history and consider what their legacy means in terms of wellness today. I believe that it is our duty to honour the women that have gone before, paved the way and provided sturdy shoulders to lift us higher by exploring how we can alchemise their grit into grace. We start with Jessica Huey, MBE. Jessica is a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author and highly sought-after speaker. And I think she's awesome. I hope you enjoy her episode. Hi, my name is Jessica Huey and I'm a writer and a speaker. Um, I wrote my first book, Purpose, last year, um, published by Hay House, and I regularly hold um, masterclasses and retreats helping people to reconnect with their purpose and bravely step into it, whether that's personally or professionally. Um, The woman that I have chosen to honour and celebrate for Black History Month um, and Tamu's um, 360 Conversations podcast is um, Toni Morrison. And I know I'm not going to be alone in selecting Toni Morrison, um, but I'm sure that we'll have all, you know, varying perspectives on why this this incredible human um, should be celebrated again. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Um For me, I guess first and foremost, as a writer, I'm inspired by Toni Morrison. Um, I've been moved by by many of her books over the years. Um, But I guess I think it's The Bluest Eye, which stands out for me, actually. Um, And it stands out for a number of reasons. First of all, because her her, just her skill and talent as a writer is um, is is second to none, in, in my opinion. Um, I, I'm inspired by how she, she writes structurally, um, as well as her use of language. Um, but then to get into the content, it's her, um, it's her lack of apology and it's her, it's her, just her braveness in broaching the topics and the feelings which are beyond raw and bravely going there because she understood clearly, you know, back in, I mean, it was 1970 when The Bluest Eye was was published for the first time. And, you know, it wasn't just another tale of, you know, black suppression um, underneath the white ruling classes. It it, it wasn't, it was more than that. It it looked at... um, that the stories in between, you know, that that's quite a single, that's a very single story narrative. Um, but actually what Toni Morrison did through The Bluest Eye is look at, um, yeah, this, this, this inherited um, hierarchy of um, um, worth, of, of beauty and worth based on not just the colour of your skin, but the particular complexion or shade. And um, I don't recall another writer um, who, who was doing that at that time. And I still feel that it's, a, it's a, a topic which 50 years on, 
we still are uncomfortable um, acknowledging and um, discussing. And um, it's a reality. And so Tony Tony Morrison, you know, through um, the character of Pecola, um, for those of you who I know most, hopefully, most of you will have read um, the bluest eye. Otherwise, get out and read it because it's um, it's necessary. It's necessary reading. Um, you know, she she we're able to um, yeah, just to understand that um, you know racism isn't just between black and white, and um, you know you have the mixed race, the mixed heritage, Maureen Peel with her fair skin, who um, had also bought into these notions that dark skin was was ugly um, and less than and um, uncivilised. And um, she does it in a way which doesn't demonise um, any one particular group within the book. Um, we get fairly 360 um, you know, sort of insights into into the characters and how they've come to, um, you know, maintain that perspective. Um, and I guess as a writer, you know, I find that inspiring because, you know, we all know as, as human beings that the only way that we can heal anything is to shine a spotlight on those conversations and those feelings that we are often... Um, that they're so much easier to suppress and stamp down and pretend they're numb, pretend they're not there. Um, But the only way that we can heal is to bring those things to the surface. And, um, yeah, I guess in this age of of diversity and inclusion, which has become, you know, such a topic of conversation over the last couple of years, um, you know, in, in the workforce, for example, we often hear of a safe space, a safe space to have difficult conversations. But I think what, what's really required is a brave space to have conversations because actually courage is required to air that which is uncomfortable and that which is painful and that which is, is often not ours. You know, it's inherited from generations before us and generations before them. And therefore it's entrenched, not just in us, but in you know, the um, belief systems um, of the the society that we exist in. So it's complex. Um, It's complex. And, um, but, you know, art, which is able to express, um, is powerful and and has the ability, um, as we saw through The Bluest Eye and through, you know, Toni Morrison's broader body of work, you know, she she won the Nobel Prize and a number of accolades and, and awards um, through not just providing art which entertained, but actually shifting perspectives. And, you know, um, if you consider that the, the sort of majority literature reading West, um, you know, the topics covered in her in her work uh, would have been really brand new to to, to them. So to be, able, to be able to shed light on ignorance and educate and, um, you know, somehow shift perceptions through art is, is incredible. Um, 
Yeah, so sort of takes Toni Morrison for me beyond just an, a, a prolific writer into a, 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 you know, one of the most important beings of our time. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And not only did she, she didn't stop with her own work. You know, there was a period of her life where she lived on a houseboat in the Hudson River and worked for Random House, worked with Random House and was actually, you know, right at the front, really opening the doors to other African-American writers so that their work could be published through Random House. And, you know, for me, that's just what it's all about. You know, if um, we aren't, you know, utilising our voice to say that which must be said and utilising our platform to, you know improve, um, progress um, the situation and, and, and the world in which we live in, then, then what are we doing really? So um, the other reason I love Toni Morrison is that she, you know, despite her, you know, her work, the irony is that her work ended up, the bluest eye specifically, ended up on all sorts of most controversial lists, you know, and uh, there were numerous attempts to ban the book from being um, available in libraries and schools because of the content, um, not just the issues of race, but the, you know, some of the the, the raw topics um, which are broached in the book, um, the violence, the, you know, the um, sexual abuse. Um, and yet, on the other hand, she was celebrated as a Nobel Prize winner, you know, so that really says something about um, about us as, as humans, I think. But anyway, she refused to be categorised and rebuffed the title of a feminist, despite the strong female characters which often show up in her work. And I admire that because there is this uh, this kind of desire that we have to want to claim people and label them and box them. Um, and I, I really relate to that desire to not be labelled, you know. I, I love that she said she wasn't a feminist. She stood for equality, and I, and I relate to that. I resonate with that. I also stand for equality of all people, but I don't need the title of feminist because actually, for me, all labels do is confine us, and I'm not interested in, 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 um, in belonging to any group which comes with conditions and I think that is that is what labels do, um, and that doesn't take away from my values. I don't need a, uh, to be branded as any particular group in order to um, uphold that 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 which I stand for. Um, but I know that takes courage to say, actually, I belong to me. I don't need to belong to your feminist group or to your Marxist group or to your anything group. Um, I'll let my art and my work speak for myself. I think that's real power and real. Um, sort of liberation of spirit and, 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 and those are things that I aspire to. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, just thinking actually there was a period in my life where I, you know, some of you will know that I ran Colorblind Cards, a multicultural greeting card company, which I started in 2006, um, cause I couldn't find a, a card with a brown skinned princess on and for my little girl. Um, and so I decided to do it myself and the cards were all, um, all had photographic images of children and adults on them and then, and then captions or quotes. And one of my favourite cards was a card that had a, a photograph of a beautiful little girl, family friend of ours, 
kind of just dancing, doing her thing, free. She's about five at the time. And it was a Toni Morrison quote which said, um, I see your life as artful, just ready and willing for you to make it art. And um, yeah, I guess that's Toni Morrison. She did just that. That's what she said and that's what she did. She used her work to, um, yeah, go beyond the realms of art and um, contribute in a way which um, I think will continue to impact us and certainly inspires me to speak my truth and not be afraid to, you know, express all that is raw and uncomfortable because um, certainly in going into those caves that we're able to um, to heal and um, just as the bluest eye illustrates so beautifully it's not just about our own healing it's about um, the healing that we we gift every generation that follows us um, by doing our own self-work first and foremost and um, leaving no stone unturned in within that process so yeah um, honoring Toni Morrison honoring 360 conversations. Um, big love, Jessica.